back. It's time for Press Play on Tape. This is episode 20, which is a milestone of all sorts. So I'm your host, Aaron Clement, and tonight with me, I'm joined by Mr. Tony Cruz. How you going, guys? And I'm also, for the first time ever, is uh, Mr. JCVD, Damien. How are you, boys? Hello, everybody. So, and not to blank you there, Tony, but yeah, I'm good. How about yourself? Um, yeah, very good. No, in good health. Um, approaching the Christmas season, and um, looking forward to a bit of a break from work. Oh, yeah, tell me about it. I'm I'm officially on one month off from today, so uh, needless to say, I'm a little bit excited. <laughs> You've got a month off from today, Aaron. Yeah, a month off. I didn't know that. Well, you do now. Yeah, but he, I do now. We're going to have to get the stones out and stone him, I think. So. Oh, don't, be, don't be like that. <laughs> Just because you're still dirty about missing out on the trackball, Damien, don't be like that. Well, look, you know, I'll get over it one day. Uh, oh, by the way, I need your help to help me um, turn over the arcade machine so I can work on the other side now. Oh, thanks. Is this my punishment? It's, that's an easy one. Chase HQ's light. With nothing in it, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm, they're my favourite types. But anyway, I'm getting off track. It's because uh, this is vintage computers. We're not here to talk about arcades as much as we'd probably all like to at times. But um, so yeah. So given the uh, the month of yeah, the month of Christmas, December, and it's Christmas time, and it's yeah good. So have you guys got much planned for the uh, the break? Um, well, mine is um, a little bit interrupted because I've got to work between Christmas and New Year's for those three days, but otherwise I've got a bit of time off, so. Ah, nice. You're... What about yourself, Damien? You got much planned? Yes. Um, so I'm hoping to get a whole bunch of um, gardening work done um, yeah. with all the vegetable gardens and tidying up um, everything around the house, but I'm also hoping to spend some time making some further projects on my pro uh, sorry further progress of my projects both arcade related plus uh, fixing up some of my uh, vintage computer things yes well, I have a I have a MSX here that uh, we, we definitely need to have some uh, have a bit of a look at but I'm probably getting ahead of myself a bit here so uh, Damien, before we before we uh, might throw over you, because seeing as you, you weren't around last month to sort of say hi as one of our you know, the new other co-hosts for the for the podcast, uh, we thought it might give you give you a bit of a chance to say say a quick hi and introduce yourself. But before I do that, I just want to actually have a quicker sort of quick announcement, I guess, from from us that we some of you may have heard if you listen to Retro Domination, but um, recently the the guys from Console Domination and RD have sort of put together to make a you know as a bit of a group. Um, to get a bunch of Australian content producers together, so we've decided, sort of from you know, from this month onwards, that we're actually coming in under the CGDN or the Console Domination Gaming Network banner. So for us, what that means is, well, nothing really changes, but we're sort of all in there to help promote each other and sort of help just get the word out that you know there's a lot of awesome Aussie shows, both here with Ard and across in you know, Retro Domination with all the, the console stuff and things they cover off, as well as the more modern stuff with um, Console Domination and the the Sorry, Geekdom United boys who talk you know, talk off all the movies and board gaming and stuff. So, yeah, they're all the familiar faces and names you've probably heard if you do listen to any of our, our podcasts. But, yeah, sort of announce it up that we're, we're over with it, joining in with forces with them. So, excitement. 
Yes, good, good news indeed. It's, um, and I've, I've met some of those guys when I went to um, PAX a few years back, and they're all good guys. So. Oh, look, they are. They're some, some of the best around. So I think Damien, Damien had the pleasure of meeting a few at PAX this year as well. Yes, yes. I've, I've got to say that, that meeting those sorts of people at PAX, it really brings to light how good the communities are around this sort of stuff. Um, I do know that there's a lot of, you know, on forums and Facebook, there can be a bit of nastiness amongst, you know, some groups. But when you meet the real passionate collectors and enthusiasts, it really is a, a great sense of community meeting um, other like-minded people. Oh, look, hey, look at, look at the, yeah, the three of us sort of all getting to know, you know, get to know each other mm. and that because of the, the same sort of passion. So, look, it's, yeah, it's good. And like I said, yeah, it's more, the more of it, the better. And it's... Can only only Indeed. good have good things happen. So, oh, so Damien, I guess it's time to put you on the spot because you know, I know you're just busting at the gills to talk about yourself. <laughs> so, um, I guess though, look, you know, for you, it's just really a case of you know, just for those that haven't met you or don't know who you are, it's just you know, quick, yeah, you know, who you are, and I guess you know where you, yeah, you know, your favourite vintage computer, what you know, what got you started, and yeah probably leave the last one off because it'll go into our next topic so uh, but yeah so over to you all right no worries um so look i could talk for hours and hours and hours and, and never shut up about um um vintage consoles and games and so forth so i'll, I'll try and keep this uh relatively short and uh hopefully interesting so i remember as a as a small small child about six or seven years old i used to see arcade machines at fish and chip shops and like at the airport or in, in other random places and i was absolutely amazed by them um and at times i would manage to uh get 20 cents off mum and dad put in the machine and i'd last all of probably 20 seconds on these games but you know i thought oh this is this is just the best thing ever um probably when i was about seven years old or so at a um, at a neighbour's place. Um, they actually had an Atari 2600, which absolutely blew my mind. It was just, you know, playing games on a TV screen. It's, it's that feeling that I'll never get again, where you see something that's just, it's just completely so, so different, something you've never ever done before. So from there, obviously, um, Santa Claus, was always asked for an Atari 2600, and I managed to get one of those, um, I think, when I was about nine years old. Um, so, um, had a, a, a bunch of games on that. Um, the first computer I ever used would have been a BBC Micro at uh, primary school. Oh, uh, so I played some, sorry? Oh, so yeah, the, the, mighty, the mighty Beebs in Tasmania for mm. some reason. Yes, yeah, was, yes, it was very common. Yeah, there were quite a, quite a lot of them down here. So, yes, yes, I actually had them at uh, primary school and at high school as well. The B was a was a computer of choice. It's hilarious because um, so, yeah, I think as I've before, like you know, for those of us that grew up in Queensland, there was you know the the, the, the computers of choice up there was the app, you know, the Apple II, and then in high school for me it was the uh, the Mac. So it's uh, yeah, it's interesting when I sort of moved mm. down here and discovered just how many beeves are still around that and people that are really really sort of fondly remember them for for that reason. Mm, that's right. That's right. Um, 
So on the on the B, you know, plenty of uh, exposure to uh, Edward, the uh, the word processor. Um, played um, Granny's Garden, Flowers of Crystal, uh, and a game called Pod at primary school a bit. Um, so I've got a beep now, uh, but the bad thing back then was it was always associated with school. So I wasn't sort of as fond of the beep back then. Um, but for Christmas in 1987, I got a Commodore 64. Um, and so from there, pretty much the rest of history. I uh, spent so much time uh, playing that. Um, one thing I got with the Commodore 64 over time, I got a lot of those uh, Usborn uh, books about how to program micros and things like that. Um, and in those books, it mentioned these exotic computers like ZX80, TRS80, um, Atari 800XL, and there were things you didn't see very commonly um, down here in Tasmania, but I always wanted to know more about them. So that kind of set me off on, on that sort of path. Um, so, you know, it's probably a funny thing you say that actually I reckon it's probably the the same the same book that I, I picked up picked up earlier in the week the one I posted the the pictures up of which I'm pretty sure just about everyone had that Osborne book that yeah, talked about mm. you know the, the sword the sword M5s and the, the various speckies oh, yes. and all those sort of yeah really obscure things that us us Aussies never really saw a lot of no no that's right that's right um <laughs> And Damien, from those times uh, back then, can you remember the stores in Hobart? Uh, I do remember Let's Play Games. Yep. <laughs> um, so, so perhaps I have met you in person when you were uh, a young then. <laughs> it, it's quite possible because after I got the Commodore 64 for, um, for Christmas, the first thing I went to do is I went into Let's Play Games and I had a clearance bin of of games and i bought impossible mission on the corner 64 for five bucks oh awesome good pick yeah yeah and i do do remember at the time they actually had like uh, there was a bunch of um spectra video spectra videos that i saw there as well um and think oh gee what are these um but yeah i mean um, I do have other memories of going into to Let's Play games um, after then, um, but it's you know it's something that I miss having stores like that around, sort of um, I don't know yeah, what you call them like specialist shops. Yeah, specialist shops, and and the main Commodore 64 place in town was um, the booksellers. Um, oh, try... Angus and Robertson. Angus and Robertson, yes, and it was on the mezzanine Ooh. upstairs. Yes. I used to spend a lot more time in there um, uh, when I had an Amiga uh, a few years later. I used to pop in there a lot after school and um, read the magazines and um, play the latest games. Um, and when I actually started to earn my own money, um, I bought, well, started to spend a bit of money at um, at let's play, it's not let's play games uh, at Angus and Robinson uh, buying you know brand new Amiga games um, which I've still got thankfully 
What was that? Uh, oh, that's uh, good. Any, yeah, any that's their, good. Any of your favourites still in there that you you still have? Oh, big fan of the LucasArts Adventures. So, uh, Maniac Mansion, uh, Zach McCracken, um, the indie games, the indie adventure games. So, they were probably close to my uh, number one favourites uh, back then and still now. Love the point-and-click adventure. Um, very much looking forward to Timbleweed Park coming out soon next year. Yes, Ron Yeah, it is nice with these reimagined old games coming out. Mm, mm, that's right, that's right. That's right. So, um, yeah, so pretty much um, when I started to earn my own money, um, before then, before I got to the Amiga, I had to, like, sell my Commodore 64, I had to sell my ah. Atari 2600 in order to get the next console because as a kid in school, I, I was getting pocket money and nothing else. Uh, but what I found was when I started to earn my own money, I soon found that um, this was like over 20 years ago, going to the um, Glenorchy market way back when, um, I could pick up the stuff that I used to have at a fraction of the cost that it was. I thought, gee, this is pretty good. This is all right. So it didn't take me long to, to get back all the gear I'd had to sell over the years. And uh, from there... Um, yeah, it, I just, the one thing I remember is there's a lot of stuff that I passed up at the time that I saw for sale really cheaply back then that's impossible to find now, simply because at the time I was still living at home, so, you know, I didn't have much room, so I was sort of a lot more selective. Uh, but I've always been picking up um, uh, games over the years, so uh, along with the, um, you know, 8-bit and 16-bit micros, hugely into um, uh, console games, um, especially uh, the sort of Japanese PC Engine uh, type stuff and Neo Geo. And for probably the last 10 years, I've been into arcade machines as well. So my passion is actually uh, collecting them, but actually restoring them. So as bad as it sounds, I actually really like to get something that's really trashed because I feel like I've done a, a service to the arcade community to bring it back to life and do a good job of it rather than, you know, just trying to stick some crappy game board and, and screen in it in order to, to flip it and make a few dollars. So, yeah, really sad when, some, when original cabinets are repurposed. So. Oh, that's right. Mm, hey, nothing that's a few stickers right. and a coat of paint and an LCD screen won't solve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, yeah. no. And having said that, like, um, as you would know, Aaron, that um, Atari basketball cabinet that I've got, it's the 1979 yep. twin track ball, uh, black and white screen. Um, it's, I don't know. It's just, I just like just looking at it, let alone playing it. I just like looking at it and seeing it there and thinking, you know what, you're in pretty good shape for something that's... Um, Slightly younger than I am. <laughs> yeah, well, considering yeah, it's, it's well. what that's the, the the basketball that was ported over to the the Atari eight bits as well. So it's sort of it's a. I remember the first time I actually met you. That was definitely one of the things that really stood out was this hulking great basketball cab. So it was good when you finally got it finished. And there's something about playing games mm-hmm. with trackballs that just yeah, it's a lot of fun. Oh, I love trackball oh, games. Yeah. 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 Look, if you um, if you really got into it, it's actually exhausting to play. 
because the trackball, if for, for people who haven't seen it, is actually quite big um, on those. So you really can put your your whole sort of body into spinning the spinning the trackball around, sort of frantically trying to um, steal the steal the basketball off the other guy. So it's a whole bunch of fun, and um, yeah, like I don't know, it, it's as much as I love the new stuff, the old stuff has just got that that magic. That um, you, you know, you, it's really hard to, to reproduce that. Oh, that's it. So, well, Dan, what I might do because I know you, you actually do keep a blog a lot of your, your restoration. So, for, for what it's worth, I'll actually mm-hmm. grab a. I'll post up the link to your um, where you keep all that on the show notes for everyone to have a bit of a look at if they're interested. So. Yes. Yeah, and what I was what I was going to say was that um, also if you're on any forums or Aussie Arcade, quite often my uh, user ID is Roxbury. So. If you see somebody posting under Roxbury, that's probably me. Or someone's cool. stolen your computer. Uh, so <laughs> quick so so quick one then Damien, so to round out. So what's your what's your favorite vintage micro? Uh, look Hard questions. It, it is a hard question and and, and I, there's a few there's a few there's a few ways I can answer this. Number one, realistically, is the Commodore 64. I put so much time and effort into 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 playing games on that, um, and you know, even now I, I look back and play Commodore 64 games, and I'm amazed at, at the at the music that the SID chip, um, you know, could output. Um, I used to just love, like, you know, cranking up the music on R-Type or Bionic Commando. Um, you know, I've got all these memories of playing Commodore 64 with my uh, brother and sister uh, back in the day. Uh, plenty of memories of um, sharing games at school. Um, so I would say that for, for that reason, um, Commodore 64 um, would have to be um, my my number one, um, but I'm also amazed at a lot of the other micros I'm sort of coming across and and getting more into in terms of what they could do. And what I really like about collecting the micros is that it's not like modern consoles where you know they're just about as powerful as one another, and you know that the games are pretty much the same. But but back then. The games that were made, um, the good ones play to the strength of that particular, uh, to, to that particular micro. Um, so you'll 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 get you know, you might get one game that is different on two different micros in in, in that quite differently, but they're both really good because they play to the strengths of. Of that particular computer, so that really it really interests me. Awesome, awesome. So, I suppose talking about strengths, and I, I stopped myself short before because I actually one of the topics I want to cover. You know, given that again, it's Christmas, it's you know the time to think back at the year that was, and with New Year's obviously mm. look at the year forward. I, I want, I guess, I want to ask you guys, like for year, you know, year in review, what um, you know, what are the what are the favourite three things that you've you've both picked up vintage computer wise over the course of the year, and. Yeah, what, what's what's one thing that you you're hunting you, know, you want to hunt out for for next year, like the the holy grail, I guess, if you will, for for 2017. So, who'd like to go first? I, I volunteer um, Tony to go first. Good work, Tony. 
<laughs> oh, very good. All right. Um, <clears throat> well, I think it fits. I mean, and and I know this is cheating a little bit. Um, because I haven't actually picked up a lot of computers this year because, I mean, I do have quite a few computers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You've them all, yes. I was going to say, yeah, the word is, I think, nearly all of them. But anyway. Um, you're probably going to guess what my penultimate one is because I have talked about it a lot. But in the lead-up to that, earlier in the year, I got hold of a Jaguar, finally. Um, I'd uh, owned a copy of Raiden for, I think, three or four years, sitting there lonely on it on, on the shelf. Um, and to finally actually get the, um, the console um, was a, a very good point for myself. Um, oh, that, that, yes, that, that's awesome, seeing that I just picked up a Jaguar from eBay um, two nights ago. So, um, yes, I can understand the feeling about, um, about the Jaguar. Now, I didn't have any games in advance, but, oh, my God, Tempest 2000, oh, I've been wanting that for so long. It's magic. Well, see, I didn't even get to play that game back in the day and didn't even know it existed. I had, so I had a Jaguar back in the day, but I didn't have, have it for very long, unfortunately. But I played mm-hmm. Aliens vs. Predator, um, Iron and, and Iron Soldier, I think, were the two games, because uh, Iron Soldier came with it um, in, in the bundle back then. Uh, the, the, the first time it came out, um, and Aliens vs Predator was, you know, the game to play on it. Um, uh, and actually, one, one of the games that actually used the system properly, like Tempest does, uses the system properly. Um, and um, it's a very interesting machine, and it's it's um, you know suffered from being in that era of uh, machines that were more complicated to program. Mm. Um, so tough. And not to mention, I think it got a bad, a bit of a bad rap just because of. Actually, I don't know why. I think it's just people just thought they were rubbish. Hi, Daz, if you're listening. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think a lack of. Yeah, no, I, yeah. yeah. Some games were just really roughly and quickly ported over from our systems without properly using the system to its fullest because people didn't know how to use multiple processes and things like that. Now, had of the Japanese got a hold of a system like that, they would have loved it because most of the Japanese computer systems have multiple processes in them, just like the arcade games do. So, yeah, they did. It's called the Dreamcast. <laughs> and um, I suppose the the penultimate one, and I said I'm not really going to pick three because I haven't really, yeah, I really haven't picked up a lot of systems this year. It would be the Atari, original Atari 800. Oh, the dual slot. Awesome. It, it, it is an absolute holy grail to get one of those. So mm. um, I've had a um, US 400 for quite some time, um, but uh, that's not as useful. You know, it doesn't have the same. I mean, it, it, I actually had one of those back in the day for a short period of time with uh, two floppy drives. And I also had an 800 XL, uh, which was the one that was always in Let's Play Games. Um, but uh, I'd never had an 800. Um, we did a, have one in Let's Play Games when I first started there. That was actually the Atari machine, computer machine that was there. Um, but it was sold to a customer, the display one was st- sold to a customer when we got the 800 XL in. So I haven't seen one for a very long time. And it just that particular machine just says Atari completely and utterly to me, if you know what I mean. 
Ooh, I do. Nice. The, I mean, you know, the 400 was nice. Like I'm sure as most people that look at our Facebook page have probably seen the 400, a mutual friend of ours picked up that I was had a bit of a photo shoot with. That you know, they, they are a gorgeous unit as well. But yeah, no, the 800 is is definitely unique and it's something that you don't you just yeah you don't see plenty of xe's the xe's a diamond dozen down here in tassie but uh those things ah that was good yeah well you know i've never seen one for sale and i have quite an extensive library for the atari 8 bits so um it's allowed me to you know uh, relook at that collection and play some of the games again and um you know just get back into it again so fantastic so yeah, what about what about next year? Have you got you got your eyes set on anything in particular for for twenty seventeen? If you if you come across it, um, well, another I've been collecting the TI nine nine XX machines as I call them. Oh. So the, the TI nine um, nine series video processors are of course in the MSX, the original Spectra video. Uh, it's the graphics chip in the Dick Smith uh, Wizard and slash Creative Vision. Um, and it's in the Einsteins, and it's in the Sword M5, and it's also in another machine called a Memotech MTX. I have never heard of that. You have one? No, no, I don't think I have either, the Memotech. I I may have read a reference to it somewhere, but I don't know anything about it. Please, please tell, tell me more. So they are a very similar machine to an MSX. Or, um, they they were very well built. Um, they are a UK-based machine. Um, they there are a couple of different models. Uh, they they run the Z80 at a full four megahertz as well. So um, most machines run at the 3.67. Um, so it's got that little bit extra, little bit of speed. By the way, the Einstein's run at four as well. Um, and it has a TI-99-38, uh, I think, 38. I could be yeah. wrong. Um, processor, so just an MSX-1 level capabilities as far as graphics are concerned. Um, it has an expansion bus. Um, there is a um, quite a good, strong community around it as well um, but they pretty much were UK so they're very hard to get oh and France they, were, they got into France a little bit onto on the continent um, they have and I the only ones that made it down to Australia would have been um, you know direct imports by particular people rather than them being sold and I don't think they were ever actually sold formally down here in Australia okay there you go it's... and they and they're a black they're a black looking machine probably about a little bit longer than a C64 bread box. Okay. But about the, but it's the same shape. Just imagine a, a black bread box um, with a little bit of uh, grill work lines on them, and black keys with white writing on them. Very nice. Oh, also, well, when you hopefully hopefully you land one, we'll have to come come check out. We might have to go have a bit yeah, of this. Yeah, we'll have to we'll, we'll have to wait and see. They're very, they're also very heavy. <laughs> 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 that sounds familiar with a lot of those old ones. So, uh, ah, cool. Those are that's good. Yeah, no, I know. You, I know you got yourself your um your your big your big Amiga three two thousand three thousand two thousand yes two thousand yes I've I've got a uh, it does work by the way. Um, uh, I'm just having a bit of trouble getting 
um, video out that I can capture. So, because the uh, composite out on the Omega 2000s is only black and white. Ooh. Yuck. Yucko. So, oh, that's cool. Well, thank you. So, Damien, do you want to do you want to go next? Yeah, sure, sure. Now, if memory serves, I'll um, I'll I'll try and think of what I actually did get last year and not the year before. The years kind of merge into one over time. Um, so this year, I'm pretty sure I got a Specky 48K. No, you did get a Specky um, 48K. I know because I picked it yes, up for you. Gratefully. <laughs> From, yeah, and that was this year, wasn't it? It was definitely this year. Yes, good, good. So I finally got a Specky. Um, and it's cleaned up pretty good. And I got a new faceplate for it. And I got a, a joystick adapter. I can't remember the, the, the name of it, but it was the, the one that comes and it's got like a little sort of Space Invader picture on it with a couple of LEDs where its eyes are, they light up, so it actually is pretty cool, and it's full price as well. Um, is it a, and, a, a Zeus or something? Um, doesn't sound familiar. Doesn't no, sound that's familiar. Okay. It might have been a different one. Yeah. Um, and it works very well with that um, Spectrum Tape Wav emulator. I don't remember the name of that one. Aaron, can you remember? Uh, Specky Tape. Specky Tape, yeah. That works very well. Off, wow. off the iPad for that. So, finally got the Specky. And um, that, that's cool. Now, a TI-99 for a uh, boxed with a whole bunch of games. You're also welcome. Um, yes, yes. So, look... <laughs> I gotta say, it was it was meant to be. It was meant to be because I've been watching TI 99s um, on eBay for a while, and I have noticed that they've all been going like pretty cheap. They're not that common on eBay, but um, they're the sort of thing where you can get a computer uh, plus a bunch of games for under a hundred bucks. Um, so I've been waiting for the right one to come up, and. Um, it was meant to be because on eBay, it was. I think that the guy said, look, he didn't want to post it. Plus, it was actually going to be pretty big to post. But it just yeah, they so are, happened. They are a little heavy, yeah. Yes, yes, that's right. And and the box for them is quite long when you consider actually trying to post them. Well, as, um, I, dis as I discovered. Yes, yes. So it just so happened that the location on, on mainland in brisbane or something just happened to be where aaron was visiting at the time so mm -hmm. it's like, oh while you're there aaron could you please go and pick up this 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 lot for me um so i'm really pleased to have that with a with a whole bunch of good games and because i had read read about them in um you know i, I was aware of them through those used born computer books back in the day but uh, in recent years i'd read some um Retro Gamer magazine articles about them, and I thought, you know what, I want one of these, and because uh, I, I found out that there was a Jawbreaker 2 uh, on the TI-99, and yep, that's uh, being a big, yes, being a big Jawbreaker fan on the Atari 2600, I thought, how did I not know about Jawbreaker 2? Um, now, I, I don't actually have the game of that yet, 
but one day I hope to. And um, but what I really want now for the um, for the TI ninety nine is a speech a speech module. Um, now I've never seen these come up in Australia. There's lots on America, but the problem is, is the postage is insane. Um, yeah, America, America's gone of, crazy now. So on postage. Yeah, yeah. Cheap. The the cheapest postage is that I've seen from America is probably coming in about twenty six US dollars. So that's about three thousand Australian at the moment. Um, <laughs> and for something yeah. that's uh, not exactly massive, it's um. It's a big ask. Oh, uh, totally, totally. And I've undernarred a couple of times because there has been a couple that have sold for like $5 US with like $26 US posties. I've sort of undernarred like about having a crack at those ones. But um, yeah, one day. But I've never seen those modules for sale um, in Australia. Um, so that's it. They were... Yeah, they were sold down here. Um, oh, that's I'm, good I'm, to know. I'm lucky that my one that I got came with the voice module. Um, I actually oh, got God. my my one. Uh, it's one of the um, uh, one of my oldest machines that I. That's not not one of my original machines because uh, my very first machine I had at home was a TI 994, which is the same machine but with a chiclet keyboard. Um, and only uh, uppercase characters. Ah, yes, right. And it's and it's also it was very heavy because obviously it was, it had um, all lots of discrete components. And they brought out mm. the TI ninety nine four A, and yes. and that was the same color as the original one, um, but it obviously had the full travel keyboard and it had upper and lower case. Um, and they also released the advanced basic cartridge around the same time as they um, uh, as they launched that model. And I actually bought my TI-994 of somebody who was upgrading to a 4A. Oh, nice! Oh, wow! So, yeah. And that was my very first my very first computer. But he was supposed to sell me the advanced basic cartridge, or you see, he was supposed to give it to me as part of the deal, and he never did. Um, oh. So. <laughs> and it's another machine that that is obviously the very first machine that had a TI-99 processor it has the earliest version of it it has one less screen mode than the machines that followed um, and uh, a bug but um, it has a main processor which is also a TI processor which is a 9900 main processor which is actually a 16-bit processor there you go. I see. Well, I was excited to finally get one myself last weekend as well. So my uh, oh yes, that's right. Ninety nine four A for a, a price that was well worth it. Missing a few keys, but yeah, you know, that's all right. They're, uh, that's all right. I'm actually quite surprised that it is one of the non black and silver ones because I didn't think they are actually sold in Australia at all. It's funny you say that. One of the a couple of the other TI groups mentioned when they saw some pictures of it that they were a little bit surprised that it looks like a. I can't remember the exact model because I'm still new to it all. But um, yeah, oh, they're awesome. I just need more games for mine now. So uh, I do have one spare. I oh, do. You? <laughs> do I have a deal for um, you? Some interface cards, <laughs> maybe. But, it's mm. all right. Come so, Damo, what about uh, what about next year? Is there anything you you've got your eyes on? Was the Holy Grail for 2017? Um, 
Well, yeah, before I talk about that, I might just quickly mm. mention, I, I think I got the Sega SC3000 this year as well, which I think is important to mention. You did. Again, also, you're welcome. <laughs> well, well, I've got to say, though, well, all right, yes, no, yes, thank you. It's <laughs> all right. Okay. Yes. I'm sure it's nothing now, to do with the, the coincidence of just happen, happening to be in each of the places when the uh, opportunity came up and happened to be the one that picked them up for you, but nah. You're like the vintage computer whisperer, Aaron. You know, you're not the first person that's actually called me that. There's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of Victorians who seem to think I have some sort of uh, God-given talent to find this stuff, which honestly, I don't. I'm just lucky. In That's the right, right place at the right yeah. time. That's it. That's right. Next year. Okay. So, look, my list of what I would really like to get next year oh, is probably going to be every single computer ever ever made. But let's try and be um, realistic. So, I would like to get a Mattel Aquarius. Reason for that is because of part of our haul, I've got a whole bunch of... Um, uh, Mattel Aquarius cartridges, and I need to, I need to play them. I need to look at them, and I need a Mattel Aquarius, which I've got to say, I'm sure that it's got plenty of bad points, but I actually think it looks, it looks like a cool little thing. Yeah, it's um, a cool little thing to play. Well, I said if you, if you, you know, those games are suffering without a machine to play in them, you're just going to have to come bring them around and visit. Mm, yes. Yes. Do that. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. I'd love to, um, you know, having having, you know, catch ups where you actually get to play games is um, is very good. <laughs> As opposed to going, let's play games, and then three hours later you're still talking about games. That's right, and then and then you start playing Cars Against Humanity or something like that. <laughs> oh dear. Well, this stage, it'll be joking anyway. It'll be joking hazard. But, uh, oh, cool. joking, uh, yes, joking hazard, not choking hazard. Choking. <laughs> I ain't touching yes, that. Other, um, thing, <laughs> other things I want. I would like to get a Spectra Video Compumate for my Atari 2600. Oh, yes, um, yes. Now... I remember one of the guys at PAX a few years ago, um, one of the retro, I don't know whether it was um, Weird and Retro guys or Retro Domination or something like that. He was talking about the, the CompuMate and um, so it gives you the ability to attach a tape player um, to your Tartra 600 and said there's some, some cool games for that. Now, funnily, I had a look online and I couldn't really find said cool games for it. So I'm pretty sure that would be would have been Serbis. Um, his the weird and retro guys had the that was the tape the tape player they had at PAX this year. Oh, so well, they they probably had it there, but I didn't I didn't actually see it. Oh, what you mean? You didn't take like long longing gazes into the cabinets of awesome and drool over what oh, was on did, offer I did. I did look in it may have been there I may have simply forgot but there was a lot of awesome stuff in those cabinets of awesome oh was there ever a lot of stuff wouldn't it be nice if it was like you know you could just I don't know walk away with it wouldn't that be nice 
Yeah, I'm glad you're probably a good thing you didn't say that out loud at PAX. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I might have been banned. And... No, mm. no. So there's more things I'm looking for, though. One day, I want to get a Spectre video. Ideally, it would be, um, well, from, from I, I really would like the 7 to 8, but I'll be happy with any to start with. I need I need one. Um, I think we think we might know yeah, a guy. Every, yeah, everybody needs some Spectre video machines in their life. Or everyone yes, needs a working yes. one. Nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, so, just a, uh, only a small wish list there, Damien. You don't have. Oh uh, well, there's more. I could keep going on. I um, other things. I really I really need a a Atari um, eight bit computer. Um, so I've got, you know, the XEGS with, you know, keyboard, which is cool. Um, but, you know, after seeing um, Gaz's Atari 400. Um, that you, missed, that you uh, missed out on by about half an so hour. It looks so good. It looks so good. Like, it's just, I don't even need to turn it on. It just, it just looks, I don't know, it just looks very, so 80s, it's not funny. Yes. Oh, yes. Mm. Um, uh, and I'll just have one more thing I'll say I I want would love an Amiga big box so a 2000 um, or a 3000 or a 4000 I know that you know finding some of these will be very difficult but you know one day one day it'll happen one day oh. cool so I'm I'm nice and I'm nice and simple because you know I don't really buy a lot. <laughs> um, but oh, no, what are so... you talking about? <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You buy as much as I do. Lies. I don't buy anything. Um, but moving on. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Look. Um. No. Look, so this the edit now. <laughs> I wouldn't lie on pod. I wouldn't lie on air. Um. No. <laughs> no look, guys. I mean, look. Yeah. Me. For me, this year. Probably my third one was actually my ST2 IEC from a six, my Commodore 64. So I'd been wanting a flash card for a while, and the old Ultimates are still a little bit out of my price range. But um, I managed to grab one from the, fu the uh, future was 8 bit. So the guys over in the UK that make a really nice little unit that's made out of uh, recycled plastic and stuff. So they're I was glad to get that over with the intention of using it with both my VIC-20 and my C16. But um, sadly, my C16 is very much dead. Um, but it works good with the VIC. So, uh, but yeah, that was it was good to get. And it's uh, probably resulted in my 64 getting an absolute thrashing on stuff. So, um, but yeah, so that, that was one. The second, so the second for me, the so second... Just, sorry, just, just yeah. on, on the VIC using your... Um, SD2. Uh, it's it's your it's it's your on it. You need to play game theory. Game theory. Think um, think WarioWare for the Vic Twenty. It's like a, a a recent a recent homebrew type game. Okay, well, I'll have to check, have to it, check out. it out. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check, check it, it out. out. If I had a if I had a thirty two k RAM card, I'd have a crack at um, Doom. But uh, yeah, that's not going to happen anytime soon. No. So you for game three. Uh, game theory you only need uh, 3k a 3k oh, ram beautiful yeah, oh, so I think you covered it oh, nice so uh, but number 
Number two for me was actually, like yourself, was the getting a bit of double specy love this year. So the getting myself a specy plus two, along mm. with your 48k from a uh, British expat that was getting rid of them. So that that was nice to hand you off the little the little guy and keeping the, the nice big plus two for myself. Even though ironically yeah. my plus two doesn't work. Uh, well, at least <laughs> oh, the tape drives not funny. <laughs> no, it's heartbreaking. But um, yeah, but actually more it interesting. It did work to start with. Well, we did briefly, so I don't know. But uh, I'll come back to that. So, but um, but for me, the other thing was actually my, one of my probably more interesting pickups this year was a, a random eBay rush of blood that I I'm going to blame Daz for because I'm pretty sure I was talking to him when I had a moment of stupidity. Um, but as I got <laughs> myself a Ukrainian-made Specky 48K clone, um, which is oh, the, that's right, yes, yeah, the, the Eaton which is this weird little plastic box that it, it looks with a... It's got the membrane keyboard on it, but, um, yeah, it's a fully functioning 48K Specky that I've actually had running here with the spec with the, uh, the Specky tape uh, add-on, and, yeah, it actually runs really nicely. i got to say, it, it, um, it's a very intriguing unit. I would say that whilst the look of a lot of old computers excites me as exotic as this is it's just it's just i don't know it, it, it borders on ugly but it really it is. is it is very cool very cool at the peak of the peak of soviet technology cloning technology actually, can, <laughs> yeah. I even, can i even say that were they part of the actually no it's not um but look yeah you're right it is it's it is ugly as sin but yet for everything it's you know it has a wood it has an actual wood grain joystick shaft and it has these weird joystick plug adapter that's like nothing i'd ever seen before but it runs speaky games quite happily so um and they actually do a console version of it as well which is a cartridge based specky clone which i'd, I'd really like to find wow. but i've it's one of those things that like a lot of those you know weird european computers you just you're never going to find them so uh, you might have to do um uh press play on tape uh russian Euro edition Euro trip. um you know yeah <laughs> road trip road Euro trip to russian to moscow that's right uh, but nah, but yeah. So, but other, other than that, that's probably my single my single favourite pickup for this year was um, my CD32. Was uh, after getting a bit heartbroken after missing out on one earlier in the year, and because I, I actually had to bring it back and thought I'd have a play of it, and realising that yeah, CD based Amiga 1200s are an amazing thing. Um, yeah, I, I was lucky mm. when I happened to look through the tip shop and on on the top shelf in a one of the one of the areas there, I happened to find this immaculate looking cd32 that was at a price that is a little bit too hard to believe but yeah well worth picking up and it's has gotten a lot of use and a lot of love because they are a mm. very for those of us that can't find amiga 1200s they are pretty much the best thing mm. Mm. so um just on that um my amiga 1200 uh which i bought brand new back in the day from fitzgerald's um, I've still got that, and um, yes, the 1200 is an awesome, awesome bit of kit. Unfortunately, I was stupid enough to sell my CD32 um, when at my old house we were running out of room, and I hadn't used it for a while, and um, sold it on eBay, and um, actually didn't get that much money for it. But 
Having said that, I got a CD32 back uh, that I found locally for 10 bucks about six or seven years ago. Go me. Oh, okay, that, that does does mine by, by a few dollars, but still. Mm. Yes. Tassie, for those of you that are thinking about coming to Tassie, by the way, please don't. Um, yeah, we no, don't have we don't no. have anything down here. There's nothing on offer, so please no, don't come visit. Yeah, yes, the picking, pickings are slim enough. That's right. <laughs> that's right because we've got them all. Um, but yeah, but no, look up. <laughs> no, look up. But no, for look otherwise, I look around and I mean, I've, I've got the the MSX one here, the Spectre video that uh, Daz so kindly gifted me, but. I, yeah, I, I'm at a point now where, like, computer-wise, I've pretty much got the bulk of the things I've I've always wanted. So, yeah, for me, 2017 is is not really about chasing new computers. It's going to be about repairing the, the stuff I've got here. So, the the short list, if I if I remember correctly, is I've got a Commodore 16 that needs fixing. I need to sort out my Specky Plus 2's tape drive to figure out why it doesn't read, um, or it doesn't read off tape adapters. Um, I need to fix up the Spectra video. I need to fix up the Eaton to get the joystick working properly. Um, I've got to get new keys for my TI-99. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they've got a few uh, 1541s that I need to sort out. And it's, yeah, it, it's really that point now where I have, a, I have a pile of shame. And that pile of shame is vintage computers that need work. So for me, 2017 is going to be that. Yeah, there always seems to be ones that um, need some work. I think uh, if we go through our list of, of, of thick stuff, I have um, an Archimedes 2000 uh, to fix. Uh, my Spectrum my Spectrum uh, Plus 2, uh, the AV port, obviously is, has dry socket at the moment, so um, you have to move it for it to work, so that needs fixing. Um, I have... Uh, obviously um, ended up with three 728s here um, <laughs> and uh, people keep on sending them to me um, and uh, it would be nice to get more of those w working fully um, I have an American uh, SNES here um, that was sent by another YouTuber over in America uh, unfortunately it was dead on arrival um, I got too Yes. With with the American SNES, um, and I know that it's not always that easy, but is it as simple as just the fuse has gone in it? I've it, seen it, a few it, of those. It, it may be. I had to order a special converter plug for the power supply, um, and it doesn't fire up at all. And I sort of, because I didn't really need to actively use it, I put it in the pile to be fixed, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. I also have have a um, the um, one of the Panasonic 3DOs, the um, uh, the more appliance looking one, um, needs to be recapped. It's the FZ10 with the lifty. No, the FZ10 works really well. That's the one. That, that's my working one. It's the one that looks more like a piece of stereo equipment with the oh. pillars on the side. Oh, the F. Oh, the F. Just the FZ1. Oh, I've got the FZ1. That's the one I've got. Yeah, and I've got that one as well. I bought, bought mine in Japan a couple of years ago. Yeah, the the um, 
the uh, sound breaks down and it doesn't read this that well. So I'd say it and it's got a couple of caps. Oh, so uh, look, we, we did ask, actually, while we're on the topic of this, so we did actually ask uh, a few of the listeners as well to cover off what their uh, their favourite things from this year were and the wish list items for next year. Yeah, so Tony, did you want to cover off the Facebook wall? Um, right, we have um, uh, Godfrey Sheridan was is looking to get a ColecoVision next year. Um, nice, uh, nice. Yeah, a very, very good pick. Um, definitely a good system to get, especially if not only for its original titles, but for the homebrew titles coming out. Uh, no self-interest plug there at all. Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> no. Um, and then we have uh, Ryan Smith. Um, he wanted to get Ninja Gaiden on the PC Engine. That's a fairly uh, rare game too. So, uh... mm. Well, look, <laughs> I've got to say for the PC Engine, which is oh it's it's which is an awesome console which i'm so glad <laughs> that um, that i've got but get yourself a turbo everdrive um because yes it's a very good bit of kit and as much as i like to have the originals there are some games that you're just never going to get because they're really hard to find so until you actually find it you can actually at least play it on your turbo everdrive yeah well, I, i've got one of those as well and it's great to you know if if these games are so hard to get and expensive it's best to at least play them once to make sure that you you're going to um to like them before you buy them yeah. so. that that's right but tom uh yeah, matt o'donnell was saying he wants to get a pi 3 i mean look i know it's not true retro but it's revisiting retro the pi the whole raspberry pi set of computers are all started from a chain of emails going around Cambridge in the UK called Bring Back the BBC Micro. Oh, really? And, oh, wow. And, so it, and it has a lot of its roots in parts of the original Acorn company. Um, and uh, in Cambridge in 2007, they were looking at massively dwindling numbers of computing students at university. And so the Raspberry Pi, brought out in 2012, was uh, their plan to get computers, kids back into computing. So rather than just playing games, actually writing code. So, so I, I can't. Yeah, getting a Raspberry Pi, I think, counts. So. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that though, because the um, the the RD boys actually covered this off as well. One of the they were actually asked that, and yeah, they're they're all much in the same opinion for the reasons um, Damo mentioned about accessibility, but also because, look, be fair, you know, we're we're using computers and things that have got 30, 40 year old power supplies. That, to be honest, sometimes if you just want to have a quick pick up and play, it's it's nice because you know you're not going to wear it wear it down as much. So. No, yeah, they definitely, yeah, they definitely yeah. count. And um, we have one more from Daz, uh, which is an Amstrad 6128. I wonder where you got that from. <laughs> <laughs> is that the one that we um, put the GoTech in? No, nah, that, was, that was Team Tasmania effort. That one was uh, friend Gary was the one that had it. You helped you helped put the GoTech in it for him, and then I helped transport it over to uh, PAX for him. So Team Tassie, yay. Oh. Go team. There we, there we go. And, and the last one was me posting about my Atari 800 to join in. 
there you go. <laughs> might have to might have to sneak some photos of it next time I'm I'm around. Although I think you've got a video of it, so I might have to dig it out and post it up. So um, but Watch it up, oh yeah, that definitely is uh, <laughs> qualifies as uh, a bit of retro porn. Um, anyway, yeah, I need a, I need a moment. That's right, demo. Probably too much hair for you. I mean, uh, moving on. So Twitter. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Twitter. Uh, so. Mr. Oz Retro Gamer, Alex Boz, comes out and said that he uh, he actually picked up a Atari STE, but this time with the, the 4 meg expansion. But as for 2017, mm. he's actually got his eye on an Apple IIc or a Commodore PET 8032SK. So the, uh, yes. the nice little terminal-looking things, which are very, very mm. pretty. So, uh, so just on, on, on the Atari STE, um, the good thing... Um, that he's already got 4 meg in there, but if you have an Atari ST, 1040 STE, and you want to put 4 meg of, of RAM in there, I found that it's actually reasonably reasonably cheap to buy from eBay to get the um, uh, the RAM um, sims for that. Oh, nice. And it's a, a very easy upgrade. Oh, nice um, not yeah. like the STFMs where you have to actually desolder the chips. These you just um, plug them straight in the board. That doesn't sound very Atari-ish. This is something Jack Trammell would uh, do, make it easy. Mm, yeah, no, no, it's it's uh, it, it, it's very good. So, uh, oh dear. But, uh, so next up, we've got in Retro, Serby. So favourite vintage computer in 2016 was his XEGS Karatika, because I believe that was actually what he completed uh, his boxed XEGS collection with. Um, for him, oh. for... Completed it! Wow. Box. Jeez. So oh, I know. Oh, wow. That's um, wow. That's I'm impressed. Special. Mm. Oh, he was yes. very excited. So, uh, but 2017 for him, the Holy Grail of Serbi is Axelon Inc. Atari Robot. I don't know what, what that is, but I'm going to go and look it up uh, after what, the what, podcast. What? The Axelon Inc. Atari Robot. No. Yeah. I'll go look that up and have to post a post a link later on. So, um, so let's have a look. Uh, so, Mark Bell, he says a factory sealed Turrican two for Commodore sixty four. They look for ten years for. Wow, oh, that's that'd be another. That's nice magic. Oh, I reckon Turrican two. Oh, mm, down, spent a lot settle, of time playing that, both settle, on yeah. sixty four and Amiga. Settle down, man. And all the Tarakan games um, for either 64 or Amiga are just so hard to come by. So, Tell me about it. I've got to say, I have started to play Mega Tarakan on the Mega Drive, and I like it. Yeah, I, like I actually it. have that one. Yeah, mm. nice. yeah, but uh, he also said for, his, uh, for him, his Holy Grail for next year is actually finding a sealed copy of Vampire for the C64. Oh, another, I, well, yeah, I don't I, think I know I'm that one. I'm not familiar with that game. No, so uh, Ian Jones. Oh, good luck. Oh, you're right. Yes. So Ian Jones, and say that um, for him this year he picked up a 3DO, but for next year he's definitely got his eyes set firmly on a CD32. Yes. Good choice. Yes. And lastly, James Mathewson has come to say he he picked up a uh, portable C64. So the uh, much oh, one of the luggables. Yes, oh. C64 SX. So, um, and that's and that's it for Twitter. So, how do you uh, just pick up? How do you just pick up a portable Commodore 64? 
Um, for a start, well, they weigh about seven hundred kilos. I was about to say yeah. when you can when you can deadlift about eighty kilos, they're generally not too bad to pick up. <laughs> yeah, I only I know where kilos are. You need to you need uh, to I work know. a bit more on your deadlift. I was, was going to say, haven't you seen? Um, that's why that's why uh, Oz Retro Gamer is as ripped as he is because he has to do it to be able to carry his sixty four SX around. <laughs> mm. I actually know where one of those is in Hobart. So well, Tony. And, we- and- and um, okay, do you, do you oh. know if it's for sale? Uh, I think it's one of the things the guy didn't want to let go of, but he's the guy that I got uh, some of the acorn gear that I've mentioned previously off. Mm. Mm. Do you know if you like Star Wars? Actually, I. Some bribery, <laughs> a bit of bribery going on. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, that's uh, that's one we might have to take off take offline and. If, if, if the podcast falls apart in the next couple of days, you know it's because we've had a massive punch-up over who gets the SX. Um, <laughs> uh, look, that, that'd be nice, but look, yeah, I, honestly, it's it's one of those things that they go for stupid money, and yeah, again, I don't think I'd ever use it or I'd appreciate it, but I just don't think I'd ever get the, the use to justify chasing one down. As it's nice it's as not about bad. the use... Even though it is good to use all your gear, you just—it's just about you know having it there, looking at it, touching it. Yeah, see, I, I don't know, man. I, I still, I still firmly believe that uh, I'd rather have the hardware because then I can play, play, play stuff on the hardware, use it, abuse it, and do stuff that mm. the guys that you know have that hunt the stuff that just sits on a shelf and looks pretty. I don't know. It, it just, again, I'm, I'm all for... about using and, and playing the stuff. Um, uh, obviously, as you know, as your collection gets bigger, you know the the time you can spend playing stuff thins out. But I do plan that um, one day um, when when I've got more time, I will actually play everything rather really? than sticking in like half an hour a night here and there when I can. You should make a video yeah. on the A to Z of your collection. That, that works out well, doesn't it, Tony? It does. It allows you to replay some of the stuff you haven't played for a while. It's great fun. But, uh, yeah, so, mm. but uh, well, gentlemen, that's, that comes to the end of the show. That is that is us. So it, um, well, it's been a, been a good chat, and that's the first first one with the, the new all, all together. So after a bit of a misfire last month, and I do apologise to everyone that the, uh, the audio was a bit uh, rough. Last month we had a few uh, teething issues getting things sorted, but uh, we're, we're all back on track with that. So thanks for sticking with us. But um, yeah, so well, gentlemen, it's it has been a blast, and while well, I'm sure I'll see all of you at some point before Christmas, uh, definitely want to wish everyone that is listening and been with us throughout the year, uh, yeah, thanks for being with us and have a great Christmas, great New Year, and here's to a lot more fun, vintage fun in 2017. Um, yeah, so yeah, hope everybody out there has a, a great Christmas and New Year's and continues enjoying their retro. Yes, Merry Merry Christmas. Oh, so you're gonna give us a few. You're gonna give us a few uh, lines, Damon. No? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I did worry that as I was saying that it sounded like I was about to break into song, but uh, no. Uh, that's <laughs> that's well, so I guess before we before we wrap up, is there any any shout out to anyone you want to say thanks to and things? Oh uh, yeah, awesome. I know uh, Mark, my friend Mark, um, listens to the podcast, so um, hopefully he'll hear this and 
he'll acknowledge my shout out to him. Uh, a shout out to anybody who's on Aussie Arcade who listens to this. And a shout out to all the guys um, from packs that I met. Daz, Alex and Co. Shout out to you guys. Cool. Um, yeah, so that's me. Um, yeah, and probably um, uh, any uh, of the users of the MSX forum and Spectre Video forums, the numbers continue to grow there, keeping old machine old machines alive. So uh, recently got uh, sent to an, another MSX machine by somebody on there um, and awesome. uh, appreciate it very much. Feel, feel, everybody, feel free to send me all your oh. machines as well. Keep dreaming, boy. Keep dreaming. Um, but for me, I'll just keep it quick. I want to say just a quick belated shout to Cyril, who um, helped helped out a lot with getting my shirt ready last month. So he did a, helped me do a lot of work with the art, the art and stuff for that. Um, but as usual, shout out to the the RD boys, Alex, Serby from Weird and Retro, and also the console domination guys. That you're all awesome, and yeah, keep keep plugging away. It's been a been a great year getting to know you guys. So it's um, much love. Um, and yeah that's and obviously yourselves for coming along it's been good to good to said get to know both of you a bit more a bit over this year and tony i mean yeah getting to meet you and stuff over the year so no it's been good has been a good 2016 all the other doom and gloom aside so um but no so to find us so as always you can find us on twitter at at ppot underscore podcast on facebook you can search for us by just looking for press play on tape podcast uh, you can find us on Podbean as always where our new episodes are at pressplayontape.podbean.com uh, you can also find the other podcasts from the console domination group so retro domination is also at retro underscore domination they're retro domination on facebook uh, likewise with console domination on facebook and also geekdom united so come in, come in check us all out and uh, have a bit of a listen and yeah join the community so and with that that's a wrap so Merry Christmas thanks for listening guys and see you all in 2017